So you're working from home, huh? Well, I've been working from home for about 10 years because I run my own business and the people I work with are in different countries. So I've got kind of, uh, let's, let's call them associates. I've got, um, I've got a cohort of friends I've been working with for over a decade and they're based in different countries. Some in the UK, uh, Japan, uh, Dubai, so UAE, Vietnam, Italy, US, different places. So I'm used to working in a virtual setting, in a remote setting. For many of us, that's not the case. Many of us have been forced to take on this virtual work. We've been pushed, move out of the uh, out of the normal workplace. For many people, that was an office of some sort. So many of us have now been forced to work from home, but that does not mean that some of the stupid rules that we have in the office are now not translating into home life because, of course, there are a whole bunch of stupid rules that even when you're working from home, you'd have to, uh, you have to adhere to. So in this episode, let's look at some of these stupid virtual work uh, rules, stupid rules with which managers try to keep control over their teams, over their people, even when they are working in the comfort of their own home. Welcome to the Rebel Rules Podcast. I'm your host, Yuri in Singapore, and I want to learn from the rebels, rule breakers, innovators, and shit stirrers around the world. I want to find out what makes them tick. How do they do what they do? And then I want to share that with you so you can feed the rebel within. Hey everybody, I hope you're well. I'm on, uh, I'm on my old setting again. I, uh, I say old setting, I mean microphone setting. Last two episodes I tried something new. I was trying to be smart by basically plugging this, uh, this microphone directly into my camera over there. Uh, yes, I also record these podcasts. So you can listen to me here. I don't know where you're listening from. First of all, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you want to watch these videos, you can see me sitting in my little, little dark studio over here with my cool lighting around me here in Singapore. Uh, you can head over to The Magic Sauce on YouTube. So go to YouTube, find The Magic Sauce. You can watch these podcasts and see me um, see me sitting here. This microphone, last time I plugged it directly into the camera thinking I was going to be smart. But the sound quality wasn't the best. So I switched it back where I now keep my uh, my audio recording separate from the video. And I hope that uh, I hope that does a trick. It seems that this way I've got a bit more control of the volume. So you let me know whether this sounds better. And if not, you can listen back to the last episode where I talked about um, stupid rules that make people want to pack up their stuff and leave the company. But before I get into that one, I just wanted to give a big thank you to everybody who tuned in, who listening to these episodes, who are taking the time. I'm a big believer that time is the only real resource that you have and you've spent... Some of that time listening to um, listening to my stories and to my ideas, and I really appreciate that. I'm getting feedback left and right. I've been trying some new and different um, different ideas. I've done an interview. I've talked about somebody else. I've I've shared a tool. These are just some some observations and some ideas. And I've got a whole bunch of great ideas coming up in the next Rebel Rules podcast. So last episode, I talked about some of the stupid rules which I have seen in the workplace, which I think are completely silly, are outdated and should really be challenged, uh, if not just eliminated altogether. In this episode, let's talk about the remote work rules. And then I'm going to do another episode after this. Where we're going to look at some of the ideas and some of the suggestions. And maybe let's have a look at who is doing it right and what can we learn from them to make sure that we look forward to a brighter and happier 2021 where people can just get on with their work. Because I'm a big believer that most people... 
are diligent, are working hard and want to do a good job. And the thing that's often, the things that are often getting in the way of them doing that is these silly rules and regulations. So I've got a whole list in front of me with eight silly rules. Let's start with the first one. Number eight, security blocks for tools and frameworks. So imagine that you're doing your job and because of uh, rules and policies and maybe some security systems, you don't have access to the tools which make your world a better place, which, which will help you deliver the work that you're doing. Now, I understand that security, of course, can be an issue. As I said in the last episode, I worked in the bank before. I understand security, I get that. But sometimes there are valid tools out there which people don't have access to because the company has decided that tool X was going to be the one they went for and they signed this massive, massive deal with the tool provider and now everybody's forced to use a really stupid tool that gets in the way of them doing their work. Nobody likes to use it. It doesn't really work as well and there are better options out there. So a bit of flexibility here would be much appreciated. Number seven, having to work office attire. Look, I understand you don't wanna be on video calls with your, let's say your, your suppliers or with your clients in t-shirt and in and in board shorts i get that unless you work for a company like billabong i understand you don't want to dress that way but asking people to wear a suit and tie um to virtual meetings i think can go a little bit too far or having very stringent rules for particularly females about what they need to wear like certain colors they need to stick to i think you should let people decide that for themselves and having these really strict policies in place gets in the way of people expressing themselves but also it's a bit outdated, don't you think? Number six, which I heard a whole bunch of times, having to stick to a nine to five. I heard somebody say that their CEO is so old school, he believes in the whole working from nine to six. It's no longer working nine to five. Remember Dolly Parton, working nine to five. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Working from nine to six. By the way, a lot of these countries here in Southeast Asia, it's nine to nine. But anyway, let's say it's a nine to six. Their CEO is old school, believes in a nine to six, and therefore everybody's now forced to work a nine to six. I understand you got rules, but if we start looking more at delivering the work and we start looking at output rather than these strict, let's say, times around when people show up to work, when people leave, I'm of, a, I'm of the belief that you're going to get more done. So rule number six was having to stick to a nine to six workday. And talking about stringent, number five is having to fill out timesheets to justify every task that you do. We talked about this last time. Look, I understand timesheets sometimes. I understand that, let's say, if you're a consultancy, let's say you're a law firm, you provide a certain service, your clients might want to see from when to when you are working. They want to see a breakdown of all the things that you've done for them. I think that makes sense if they're buying your time. I understand that. But having to spend time, like, documenting every little task that you every email that you sent how much time you spent out for lunch or how long were you on the phone with with a customer all those things can really get in the way and can take up a lot of time in a day which i think can be can be used elsewhere not only that like really do you have to really check every task that your people are doing Hmm, maybe you got to trust your people a little bit more here. Which leads me to the next one, which I heard, which blew my mind a bit, is a 24-hour location and status updates. Being able to share exactly what location you are at, let's say through an app like WhatsApp, and you get asked at any point during the day, you have to, you have to send somebody a, a, a kind of a, a pin on the map to show them where you are. I mean, come on, are you serious? I wouldn't even do it, by the way. And even if it was, wouldn't it be kind of funny if you just start sending updates from really random places? I would honestly, I would go all over the city and start checking in from the 7-Eleven, the local swimming pool, the martini bar at that hotel. 
be hilarious i would literally just start having a bit of fun with it because that to me goes a little bit too far it's one of these uh it's one of these silly rules that will really make people go you know what the first chance i have i'm out of here Number three, stupid meetings at stupid times. Look, I understand offices are in different locations. Maybe you have an office in the US, you got one in Europe, you got one in the Middle East, one in Asia. Yeah, that can suck sometimes. You're in different time zones, understand that. But by getting people, by forcing people, let's say in Southeast Asia, to always be on the status update, which is at the CEO's three o'clock in the afternoon, which might be 3 a.m. here at, in the middle of the night, to me is taking that a little bit too far. And besides, a lot of these status updates don't have to be done over a meeting. I don't think you need to have people there live in a meeting to go through an update like this. I think maybe you can send a video before, maybe you can get people's input. Let's say that's what you're looking for. There must be better ways uh, to do this where you don't have to basically disrupt somebody's biological clock by getting them keeping them up at three o'clock in the morning i uh, look it can happen every now and then i have clients all over the world sometimes you got to take a late call a very early call i don't think that should be policy and look if you're if you have your weekly update meetings and you don't find a time or you don't find a, a, a way that is appropriate for people's time zones i think you're being very disrespectful to your people and here is number two. I heard this and I, I literally asked my friend whether this is true or not. And then I got it. I got it confirmed left and right. It happens more. Mandatory virtual happy hours. Look, I, I kind of get meetings or your, your monthly town hall, which is a ridiculous name for just a big broadcast from the senior leaders and updates. And stuff. Anyway. I, I kind of get those. I, I, I get that you have certain meetings where people need to be part of. Maybe you have a couple of meetings where you just want everybody to be part of. By the way, a little side note on meetings. I think meetings can be done better anyway. But I kind of get those meetings. But a happy hour, I understand it's important to have team bonding. But getting people to basically give up their time during the day to like have forced fun, as I call that. I worked in a business before where the, the mood changed overnight, people weren't that happy, and we were not even invited, we were told to attend these uh, Thursday afternoon after work, because you know you don't want to be on the boss's time, kind of forced fun events where we got to play games and things, and we didn't want to, we're like, dude, it's seven o'clock on a Thursday, I want to go home, and I want to I want to be my friend, I want to watch a film, wanna, I want to go have a drink at the bar, I don't want to be here with you. Like, people want to do that, that's cool, but you know, forcing people to do that. And then particularly if it's a, if it's a virtual happy hour, that, that, could, that to me would be like, that would be mutiny. I would mutiny from my side and I, I would lead the rebellion if that were the case. But then here it is. Let's look at number one. This one, I wouldn't do it. I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't do it. If that would mean losing your job, end of a career, well then fine, so be it. I would not do this out of principle because I found it rude and frankly I think in, in probably many countries this would be illegal to do. The number one stupidest rule for people who work from home that would make people pack up their stuff and leave is being forced to leave your camera on in your home during office hours. So imagine that you're sitting at home, you've got a camera on you looking at everything that you do and you have to keep that camera on. So some manager somewhere, some poor schmuck somewhere who's got no trust and doesn't believe that his people are doing the right thing can go through a couple of these cameras again, check in to make sure people are doing their work. 
Can, like, can you really imagine that for a second? Somebody watching, first of all, how creepy is that? Two, hey, if you don't trust your people, maybe you shouldn't hire them. Yeah, but hey, Yuri, what if, what if people are not doing their work? What if they're sitting at home and, and just watching Netflix or playing video games or just hanging out with their kids or, you know, like, like talking to their partner or something like that? Yeah, that's possible. That's possible that there are people who are indeed not working. That's true. But that also happens in the office. I know people who sit in the office maybe for eight, nine hours a day, but really they're only working two, three hours. And I believe I read the other day that's roughly the average. But when this whole thing got started working from home, I remember the woes of, well, now productivity is gone and people are working from home and what's going to happen? How do we monitor them? How do we know they're doing their job? You know what? Because when you hire professionals, you need to trust that they're doing the right thing. And if you can't trust your people, then it's time for a completely different conversation. Then it's time to look at yourself. Then it's time to look at, well, why don't you trust the people you hire? Who are you hiring then if you don't even trust them? And the reality is productivity has gone up. Almost everybody I have seen has actually shown an increase in productivity, has not even anecdotally said the numbers are there to show people are getting their job done. Because imagine you're working from home. Imagine that you've got young kids, right? So now rather than having to be in the office at nine and having to come back at whatever, six o'clock, and you might miss your kids coming home from school. And now when you work from home, you can take that half an hour when your kids come back from, um, from their school and have that cup of tea with them. I grew up with, you know, with a mom who was there because my mom worked from home. And she was there when we came back from, from school and we'd have a cup of tea, we'd get a cookie and we'd get to talk about what the day's been. And then mom would go back to work later on. My dad kind of did the same thing. He worked in office and at night he worked a bit from home. And they were much more productive. And you could say, well, hang on, but they were working for themselves so it was in their best interest. But here's the thing. If you treat people as if you don't trust them, they might actually start to behave that way. And like even, even more so, they might actually leave because who wants to work for somebody who keeps peering over your shoulder? Like rather than them monitoring them, rather than trying to put cameras on them and give them mandatory timesheets and all that bullshit, why don't you empower them? Why don't you ask them what they need? Why don't you ask them what they need to have a better work from home? It might be a bit, might be a different chair. Maybe they want to divvy up their day in different ways. I mean, maybe they don't want to have their lunch from 12.30 to 1.30. They want to do it in another time. Maybe can you send them something at home, some physical things, maybe some snack packs. I bet you, you start thinking about how to delight your people and just trusting them. I mean, have your KPIs, do check in with the team. I get all that. That's part of working together. But rather than looking at, you know, are they doing the right thing? Ask the question, what can we do to make sure that that they're okay at home? People are under a lot of stress. It's been a, it's been a crazy year. And I think it's much more important to check in with people rather than to try and control them. So speaking of empowering, in the next episode, let's look at some of the things that are working, that companies are doing well, big or small companies are doing to empower their people. What's working from, uh, from people, from the people who are working from home, what's working from a company's point of view? You know, what are they doing? Can we come up with some ideas? Can we come up with some ways to break these silly rules and, and come up with like a better workplace? Where, again, where people just can go on about their day and just, just do their job and be good. People want to perform people want to do a good job you just have to get rid of these silly things that are getting in the way of them doing that so i hope you enjoyed this episode of like eight silly things and i hope it's giving you some food for thought so, so don't do these things <laughs> do the opposite of these things find better ways break those rules they're silly they're stupid and they should be rebelled against people shouldn't just take it 
I know there's cultures out there, there's companies out there where people are just quietly whimpering and taking it. But I think you should take stance. And let's talk about that in the next episode where we're going to look at some of the ideas and some of the things that you can do uh, to make the workplace a better place and to break some of these rules. As always, you can watch these podcasts on YouTube. Head over to The Magic Source on YouTube. That is The Magic Source on YouTube. You can watch these podcast episodes if you rather see me here sitting in my studio. I've got little, uh, little purple lights on, by the way, a little neon light behind me, but you'll see that online. And I'll catch you next time here for another episode of The Rebel Rules. Rebel on. Rebel on.